Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. Gospel reading from the 15th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not, but he did not answer her at all, and his disciples came in. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it at the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. Are we good now? Okay, sorry about that. Well, hello. My name is Britta Dumke. I work here with the Youth at Faith, and I am so excited to be here. When Pastor John asked me if I would preach, I immediately said, yes. Boy, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. When I first read the story that we just heard, I had a few initial questions. A couple of, what the heck, Jesus moments? But then when I broke it down, I realized that this message is a simple yet powerful message that we all need to hear. So here we go. I've been wearing this ring on my finger for the past few years. It was a gift from my mom. The inscription reads, I am enough. I am enough. Boy, there are some days when I just don't feel that way. How about you? Am I good enough for this? Um, Am I doing well enough for that? Do I have enough of this? Today's gospel reading is about a woman who seemed not good enough to anyone around her. Here's what happened. Jesus left Galilee, and he went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. The region was 247 miles away. It would be like present-day walking distance from here to Green Bay, Wisconsin, give or take a few miles, which for some of those of us who are Vikings fans, might be considered enemy territory. Those who lived in that region were considered by others to be sinful, unclean, outcasts, and not great friends to Jews. So picture this. Here's Jesus and the disciples walking around, minding their own business, when along comes this woman, pleading and shouting at Jesus, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon. Jesus did not reply, nor did he react. He was still 
and silent. I can just imagine the disciples' faces in the situation, puzzled why Jesus didn't say anything. I can imagine them saying something along the lines of, Hello, Lord, are you going to let this lady scream and shout at you? She is not worthy to talk to you like that. This is a very uncomfortable situation. She's causing a scene. Get this lady out of here. But whenever, whenever everyone else was holding their breath out of discomfort and fear, Jesus exhaled and said, yes, there's my child. She's here. So the disciples urged Jesus to send her away by saying, hey, let's go. Get her out of here. She's shouting at us. They were becoming very annoyed by this woman. The disciples didn't even show any compassion or empathy for this woman or her situation. I think they, wanted to fi- they were trying to figure out what in the world they were doing here instead of it back in Galilee. What was Jesus up to? But Jesus didn't send her away. He did the complete opposite. He spoke to her. He acknowledged her. He said, I was, only, I was sent only to help God's last sheep, the people of Israel. He did this to point out that the main focus of his ministry at that time was the people of Israel and not the Gentiles quite yet. He wasn't sent for her, but yet he walked over 247 miles for her. What was Jesus up to? Our story continues. Then the woman knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, help me. This woman laid all that she had at his feet. She made herself completely vulnerable and at his mercy. She had run out of all other options, and she knew he was the only one that could help her daughter. Then Jesus responded to her and said, It is not right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. When I first read that verse, I thought, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Did Jesus really compare this woman to a dog? But I have some good news. After doing some digging, I discovered that Jesus wasn't using it in a negative term that was sometimes used by the Jews to refer to Gentiles, but rather he used the term in reference to a household pet. Not much better, but that's what he did. This woman, this woman did not argue with Jesus' questionable illustration that he used. Instead, she used it as an opening to come into his mercy. She replied, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. This woman was so desperate that she even agreed to be considered to be compared to a dog as long as her daughter would be healed by him. That's how desperate she was. But she knew that even though she wasn't a Jew, she still deserved the food that fell from his table. Then Jesus answered her saying, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that moment. I can just imagine Jesus smiling back at the disciples. Remember them, the one that wanted to leave? As a way of saying, Hey guys, check this out. This is what faith looks like. Faith is available to all people. This, what I just did, is an example of the compassion and empathy you, are, you need to have to those who are different from you. This is what it really means 
to follow me. While this story may seem loaded and complex, it is rather pretty simple when you break it down. It's a story about a woman who couldn't care less about what others thought about her. She only cares about one thing, her daughter. Her story reminds us what faith, grace, and love look like we are faced with real and personal challenges. It is a story that brings us back to the basics of what it means to place our faith, trust, and hope in Jesus. I have some good news. Faith does not require our worthiness. The woman who cried out to Jesus is desperate. She is struggling. We really don't know much about her except for a few things. She was unnamed. She was a Gentile, a Canaanite. Her daughter is being tormented by a demon. We really don't know for how long or exactly how she is being tormented. Honestly, it doesn't matter. All we know is that this woman had a great need, the need for her daughter to be healed. This woman would do anything for her daughter, even turn to a Jew. Remember how they weren't good friends? She is humbling herself and flat out just embarrassing herself. She is willing to do whatever it takes. This woman is persistent. Even when it seemed like she was being ignored, she didn't back down. She stands her ground. Even if she didn't feel like she is enough, she keeps on going. But I have a feeling that even if Jesus would have said no, she would have kept on asking. I have some good news. Good news. Our worthiness has nothing to do with it. The woman wasn't worthy, and neither are we. But guess what? That doesn't matter. Faith does not require us to be worthy. There is no checklist for faith. We are worthy simply because God says so. Through his interactions with the woman in the story, Jesus is telling us that it is not about our worthiness. It never was. It is all about grace. It is all about, all about his love. Jesus' love for us. He loves us, oh, so very much. After all, for most of us, the first song we ever learned at church was, Jesus loves me. It is all about us coming to him, giving him like actually laying down and letting go of all the stuff of life. After reading this story, which has become one of my favorites, I realized that this, the, the woman in the story is about me. A couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. My cancer came completely out of left field. I went to a doctor's appointment, had a few exams, and boom, stage two breast cancer. After a few more appointments, I learned that within the next year, I would undergo 20 rounds of chemo, six weeks of radiation, have two major surgeries, have countless number of other appointments, all while being a single mother to my daughter, Eva. My entire life was turned completely upside down, except for one thing, my faith. I remember being so ready and eager to start my journey. Like, all right, let's go. Here we go. 
I was ready to walk into the battles and conquer them. I was ready to bring my A game no matter what. After all, my mantra was faith over fear. Boy, I was not prepared for the amount of battles that I would face. There have been quite a lot. It's been a roller coaster ride that still is. After a wildness, my eagerness began to fade, and I could feel myself realizing how scary and overwhelming my situation actually was. And I could feel myself holding my breath, and I wasn't sure where my next exhale would come, inhale would come from. But God, that God, was there saying, I've got you, I'm here, faith over fear. My community was saying, we've got you, we're here, faith over fear. I was so desperate for some relief, control, reprieve, something, anything. And guess what? God met me where I was at, no matter what. He met me through my medical team, my conversations and interactions with others, through music, through countless episodes of Friends, and even in my darkest days, I kept hearing God's voice saying, I've got you, I'm here, faith over fear. Even when you don't feel like you, you're enough, you are. Take a look at your ring. You are enough. You have enough. Have faith in me. Put your trust in me. I love you so much. The fact of the matter is, God gave us a gift of his son, Jesus, so that we could have a relationship with him in human form. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus wants to be in a relationship with us. Absolutely no questions asked. It's a come-as-you-are party. The good, the bad, and the not-so-pretty times in life. Jesus wants to be there with us, and he's walking right there with us. He wants to seek us out in all situations. Jesus wants to engage in back-and-forth conversations with us, just as he did with that woman. Jesus is already there waiting for you. He will meet you wherever you are. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you've been through, what color your skin is, what your orientation is, how much money you have. None of that matters. Jesus is already waiting for you. Think of a time when you felt like that woman. When you were so desperate for something. Then think of another time when you felt like you weren't enough. And all those times, where has Jesus walked those umpteen miles to meet you? Because my friends, you are loved. You are worthy. You got this. Keep going with whatever you're going through. You are enough. The ring that I wear is a constant reminder that I am enough. I am enough by simply just being who I was created to be. I am enough to handle whatever situations life throws at me as long as I got my God with me. I know that I have been saved by God through his grace, through my faith. I can trust that God will meet me where I'm at. 
and that I am loved beyond all measures. My hope and prayer for us is that we know that we are loved. We lean and trust in God and have faith and that we are enough. We are enough simply because our God says we are. May we remember that whenever we are holding our breath out of discomfort and fear, God is exhaling and saying, I got you. I'm here. Faith over fear.